Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Okay, today's episode is a really cool one, one that I have been excited about for some time now. I have Annie here with me, and Annie has been behind the scenes doing some projects, working with me on some projects for, gosh, probably a month now. And I've been wanting to introduce her to you and I want her to share like a little bit about herself and and a little bit about her story. And so I thought, how can we do this? So something really cool that we brainstormed is how about we have Annie on and we do some Q&A style podcast episodes. So Annie's here. She's going to ask me questions. I'm going to answer them. We're going to have some conversation and this is just going to be really cool. So I'm super excited. And Annie's going to introduce herself, but I just want to give like a little bit. So Annie actually has been in the Healthy Push community for quite some time. She actually took my Panic to Peace program. So she has like lived experience. She knows what it's like. She can relate so much. And so this is not just anybody asking me these questions. (laughs) Um, So before I keep going on and on and rambling, Annie... Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Hey. So I'm super excited. Like I know you obviously, but just share a little bit about you with the community. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm seriously so flattered to even be here. It means so much. Um, Yeah. I was in the, um, I want to say January, 2023 round of Panic to Peace And that's ultimately what led me here. I was dealing with just really intense panic attacks and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, Agoraphobia, really bad. At one point, I was actually housebound. Um, And yeah, I mean, I think that's ultimately got me here um, with you. It's so fun to just be able to, you know, collaborate with you on so much of this stuff. Um, And yeah, I think the coolest part is that, you know, I have looked at anxiety as just like my biggest weakness for pretty much my whole life. And it's ultimately what has led me to this really awesome place to like be sitting here with you right now. So it's just cool to have that like full circle type of thing. I just love it. So it's so crazy. It's so crazy. I remember when I was like, looking for somebody to help me with projects and you like, you know, expressed your interest. And I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she's perfect. Like she's perfect. And I am just so excited because you've been so helpful and you're just so incredible on so many levels. So let's just like talk a little bit, you know, before we, I, I, cause I, I love that, like, obviously you've been in the community, you, like no panic to peace, you know, like what it's all about, like what I do, but who are you personally? Like who the heck is Annie? (laughs) Yeah, it's a very good question. I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I am a military wife. My husband's in the Navy, which obviously brings lots of unknowns, which is great for us people with anxiety. Um, 
I live in Southern California, but that's always changing. It seems like we're always moving. Um, I have two dogs, two Australian cattle dogs, and they're just like everything to me. Um, And yeah, I've always kind of dealt with anxiety my whole life. And it's something I've just recently really started to tackle and get through. I feel like I'm on the up and up with it. Like we're getting to a a really healthy place. So that's super exciting. And a lot of that is thanks to you, obviously. That's why I'm here. yeah, and I love writing. So there's that too. So I think yeah. that's the main things. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So a lot of what you'll see, you know, it, Annie helps a lot of behind the scenes on my blog post. Um, and it's really, she's an amazing writer. So it's really cool just to see her like take her skills and the experiences and all of it and put it all together. So I love it. But we will we'll dive in. So let's dive in. So these questions that we're going to talk about are surrounding the topic of panic attacks. So I felt like we've got to pick a topic because I want it to be like reined in, controlled, like we're talking about something specifically. And so these questions came from the community, from from you, mm-hmm. from you know the Healthy Push community. So I'm really excited to talk about these questions. And if you're like, I want to ask you a question, like how do I get a question answered? Um, these questions actually came from people who are on my email list. They get my weekly emails. I get a lot of replies to those. I get random questions asked of me. Um, some of the questions come from my students and clients that I work with. So if you're like, I would love to ask you a question, hop on my email list. That link will be in the show notes and you can ask me a question. You can hit reply on any of my emails and ask me a question. And I always try to put all the questions into an area and think, how can I answer it? Can I answer it like in a podcast episode? Can I answer it on social media? Can I answer it in a blog post? Like, So I will always do my best to answer all your questions in some format. So Let's talk about panic attacks, Annie. Like super fun yes. topic, right? <laughs> super fun. Super fun if you're dealing with them. They're just like the most fun experience for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So this first question, there were so many people that asked this. And for me personally, like, oh, this is something I probably would have asked as well when I was really struggling. So um, that is, how do you learn to recognize and stop the unhelpful thoughts that kind of lead us to having a panic attack, Shannon? Oh, this is a good one. So (laughs) I think where, you know, my brain goes with this is this question's being asked, right? Because you're probably thinking, if I can prevent or stop the thoughts, I won't have the panic. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it revolves around that, right? Like how can I prevent myself from panicking? And so a lot of times we think if I can stop having the thoughts, like if I can just make them go away, if I can control them, if I can shut them off, if I can stop them, then, you know, I won't, nothing bad will happen. And the trouble with this is that we really can't stop our thoughts. Like you cannot stop really any of your thoughts, right? We have so many thoughts in a day and they come in and you really have to choose what you do with the thought. And so I feel like I talk about this a lot, but you know, your response is always the most important thing. It does not matter, you know, like you can't stop a thought. So you having a thought come in like, oh my goodness, what if you panic? Okay. We're instead of trying to shut it down, trying to say, nope, that's not going to happen. We're okay. You know, trying to make it go away. It's just, okay, 
What if we panic? What if we panic? Like, I actually don't have to do anything with this thought. I don't have to make it go away. I'm not panicking. And so how can I really respond to this in a healthier way? Rather than trying to fight it and push it away, maybe how can I just let it in and not be so judgy, judgy, not have such an, an opinion about it, not like jump on the train. So I always like to use this analogy of like, you know, picture a train pulling up and it's like this really big, scary thought. And it's just like, you know, the what if you panic or what if you pass out or what if the panic attack is so bad, like this one that you had while you were driving, you know, you choose what you do after that thought comes in. Like the train is pulled up. It's there. You can't do anything about that. But it's like, do you hop on the train? And if you hop on the train, you know where that train is going to lead you, right? It's probably going to go to, yeah, you're going to panic. And so you should do something about it because you can't panic. You're alone or you're in front of a bunch of people and, oh my gosh, what's that going to look like? So instead of jumping on the train, it's like, okay, yeah, I don't know. I could. Who knows? Maybe. But like not happening. So I'm not going to try to fight it. I'm not going to try to make it go away. Like I can just send the train on its way. And, you know, think of – you have to really think of this in a long-term oriented solution. Like you you can't – again, right, you can't stop the thoughts from coming in. But when you learn to shift your response and you consistently respond in a healthy way – That's what stops the thoughts from continuing to come in in the way that they're coming in. Because you're you're always gonna have thoughts, right? And some of them might be, you know, anxious, some of them might be a little bit, you know, uncomfortable. That's okay, but it's we don't need to stop them altogether. It's just how do I respond to them in a healthier way so that they're not showing up like in the way that they currently are? I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's so, so good to hear. I mean, even now it's like you know, I'm on my road to recovery from anxiety. It's still something I deal with. But even before this podcast, I've never done a podcast. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> my hands are sweaty. And oh, right. am I going to pass out? Who knows? Like I had all these thoughts. And, you know, really the difference is like I'm sitting here saying like, okay, like we can handle that. Nothing's ever really come from them. And do I really want to miss out on this opportunity? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, because why would I? But so good. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's I so good. That. It's like not letting the thoughts, right, take you in a direction where you know, you know where that train's going. And so it's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Like, I don't need to try to fight this, make it go away. I don't need to make the train disappear. Like, we can just choose yeah. to just be here, be with the thought, let it be there. And it will go, it will, it will go right on by. And sure, mm-hmm. might come back. That's okay. But like, again, we don't need to do anything with it. Let's try, right? And it's not easy. I know it. I sometimes I'm, I'm, I make things sound like really simple, and I know it does not mean it's easy. But the right. more you practice, it will actually have these thoughts not continuing to pop up. But you're not going to stop them. You're not. That's not what we're trying to do. That's never the goal. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just being like, okay, I'm going to take this with me. It might be here. It might not. It doesn't mean anything about me or who I yeah. am. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So yeah. I love that. Well, let's go ahead and get with the next question. Um, this is another really, really good one. A ton of people asked. And that is, how do I stop worrying about potentially having a panic attack? So basically, you know, just having anxiety about anxiety. Uh, right. Like, oh my gosh, this is such a good one because I think, 
I, and you probably feel the same way, right? Like um, 90% of your days would revolve around <laughs> how yes. can I stop worrying about panicking? Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to panic. And obviously you don't want to panic, right? Nobody just wants to say, sign me up, like let that happen. And, you know, you're worried because you're scared of it. And it's okay. Always encourage, right? It's okay to be scared of it. Like, you know, I hear a lot of times students will say to me, I don't want to be scared anymore. And, and it's like, yeah, of course you don't want to be scared anymore, but it becomes less scary the more you actually allow yourself to face it, like without Mm -hmm. trying to prevent it from happening. So something important to call out, right, is how, when this person asks or or many people ask, right, how do I stop worrying? (laughs) It is tough because worrying is something, is like that next step of I have this thought come in and I sort of choose what I do with it. And if you choose to jump on that train, you're sort of making a a conscious choice to worry. And it doesn't feel that way. I know that. But when you're worrying, you're really allowing yourself to go there. You're really allowing yourself to just jump on it, the next thought, the next thought, the next thought. So it's really, you know, not trying to resist. And this is so much with anxious thoughts. This is so much with the symptoms, so much with panic. Like if you're always worried about panicking, chances are you're always trying to prevent it from happening. You're always Mm -hmm. trying to resist it. And that is going to make everything about anxiety and panic, right? Like if all your attention and focus is on how can I not have that happen? How can I not feel that way? Well, how do you think you're going to feel, right? Like if I'm always telling myself like I can't feel sad, I can't feel mad, chances are I'm going to get really caught up in that emotion. So I know again, right, sounds simple, but it's like trying to drop that resistance. Yes, I can be scared of it, but I everything doesn't need to revolve around how I can make it not happen. It's more about being willing to go places and do things and maybe have your self-experience a panic attack and knowing like similarly with thoughts, it's going to be how you respond to it that is most crucial and most important. So really, you know, this, the worrying part, right? I want you to recognize you have control, right? You have to consciously choose like, okay, I'm, I'm really doing a lot of worrying (laughs) And what would be a bit healthier for me to do? I can't keep going down this. So really your actions and behaviors are super, super important. And paying attention to what are all the ways in which you're trying to prevent it from happening? What are all the ways in which you're trying to make yourself not go there? And like trying to drop that resistance is going to be huge. Yeah. Like I just love that. That's so good. Like it makes me think, you know, like when I was really struggling, I would so often be like, oh, like what if I feel this way in this situation? Like then I can't handle it and that sort of thing. And, you know, ultimately I think like little by little you just say like, okay, like just let it happen. Let myself die. Let myself pass out, whatever it is. And it's so hard at first, but just those small little bits can really help so much. So yeah. It's like giving, you know, I've said this so many times, right? But giving yourself permission to go there. Like, Mm because I remember sitting in my car and like, (laughs) I would always worry about having a panic attack. Like I would literally be going to see my therapist and it was like in a downtown, I'd have to like park on the side of the road and I would really like sit there and be so worried. Like, what if I have a panic attack? 
like leaving my car, walking there, like between the space and time that I go from this point to that point, like what if I have a panic attack? And trying to like convince myself, like give myself this pep talk of like, you're not going to panic. You're going to be okay, Shannon. Everything's going to be fine. And it's just like, oh my gosh, how much energy I put into trying to make myself convinced it wasn't going to happen and I was going to be okay. And it's that control, right? I wanted that control so badly. And I wanted to know that like, things would be certain, like nothing bad would happen. I wouldn't panic. But it's like I couldn't get that as much as I wanted to try. And I just had to – like you said, okay, so I panic. So I panic. Like let's see. Who knows? Because the other part is you don't know. You don't know if you're going to panic and you don't know if it's going to be terrible. You you don't even have that certainty. Right. And it's like a lot of times when, you know, you allow yourself, you give yourself that permission. In my experience, it's been like, okay, really sucks for like a minute or two. And then I'm like, wait, like I'm good. Like what the heck? Right. Right. So (laughs) weird. Like Like, I let you be here. I say it's similar. Like I have a little one, right? And she's almost Mm -hmm. five. And so sometimes she'll be like, incessantly, mama, 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 or like the same question. And she knows very intentionally she's just bugging me and doing it on purpose because she knows at a certain point it's like getting to me. And I have to just resist like, we're not going there. I can't like, (laughs) I know that if I keep trying to go back and forth with you, you're going to just become more annoying. No offense. I love my child more than anything. But so giving it less attention, right? Giving her less attention, you know, just sort of allows the anxiety to move on. You know, the less attention I give Amelia when she's like, mama, 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 this, this. And it's like, okay, you know, she sort of gets the yeah. idea and, and goes on her way. I know I hate to make I that comparison, that. but it is. It's, it's so similar. Like a little, you right. know, and my nephews, they're the same way. They're boys. And so they just know how to get to you. And it's like yes. the more I try to make them not annoy me, the more they annoy me. So it's like right. very similar to anxiety and panic. <laughs> totally. They're like, okay, on to the next person. <laughs> right, right. Hopefully. <laughs> yes, right. Um, okay, so the next question, and I think our final question, depending on how much time we have, um, this is another really good one. I think it's going to help a lot of people, um, is how can you overcome that moment when a panic attack is just like so intense? Like that moment where you're just like, I can't do this. So oh tough. my gosh. I know. I instantly am thinking of like all the moments in which it was so intense and it's just like, ah, it really is that right? fight or flight kicks in and it's just like, you feel like game is over. Yeah. So I think this is similar, right? Um, kind of to que- the second question, it's like you are not going to reduce the intensity by trying to, like by trying to make it like come down. It's so hard because this is like, these are truly the hardest parts about recovery is like, I have to let it go there. And I know how terrifying it can feel because when it, when you know, like it's peaking, it's peaking. And those feelings, I remember like being specifically like being at work and I don't know, it happened to me a lot at work, but that intense like feeling where just like tingly, like my body would get super hot and then I would like start, my vision was a little bit funky and I could hear it in my ears, like the muffleness and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to pass out or I'm going to have a panic attack or I'm just going to (laughs) die. And in that moment being like, how can I? like stop this? How can I calm myself down? 
and trying to do anything. Like I would try to do anything to like calm myself down and it never really worked. It would like, I don't know, nine out of 10 times make it so much worse. I would just talk myself into even more panic. So I think, you know, the really hard part is when you're having a really intense panic attack you kind of got to let it be intense because mm-hmm. if you're trying to throw a bunch of stuff at it to to make it go away or to calm yourself, it's probably going to have the opposite effect of what you're hoping for. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think part of this, there are so many helpful ways that you can respond to panic and to work through panic. And I talk about this so much in my classes, especially my overcoming anxiety or overcoming panic and symptoms masterclass. Like I teach this stuff and I teach this obviously in panic to peace, but like there are so many tools that will be helpful. But one of the biggest things I, I think when you're having a really intense panic attack is kind of to throw the quote rules out the window because yeah. Your brain is not in any logical state of mind. You are super, you know, at that fight or flight peak. Really, you know, people will say, Shannon, I I had a wicked bad panic attack. I forgot all the things. I just didn't even know what to do. And and it just happened. And I was like, well, (laughs) congratulations. That's really all you can do because you're not going to throw a bunch of stuff at it. And make it come back down quickly and, you know, make yourself not feel that way. So I think part of it is throw the rules out the window, you know, and kind of what I mean by this, I guess Mm -hmm. I can tell a story that would be helpful. So I worked with a one-on-one client recently and she's really pushing herself to do a lot of stuff that's really uncomfortable. And something that's really uncomfortable for her is being in traffic, like being in a car, being in traffic. doesn't matter if she's the driver, passenger, if somebody's with her, like it does not matter. And so yeah. the other day, she she lives in a place where there's almost guaranteed traffic all the time, <laughs> probably much like where you live, Annie. Yeah, I can And <laughs> it's like, yeah. And she was, you know, that, that stuck feeling was very much there and she just sort of spiraled. And she's like, Shannon and I tried so hard. I like tried, you know, just to be with it, just to let it happen. And she's like, after like, you know, 10 minutes, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, I called my sister and was like, I, you need to talk to me. Like I need to, I just need you. And she was so hard on herself and felt like that was a failure and was like beating herself up. And I was just like, and she said, you know, Shannon and I just feel awful because I know that I shouldn't have given in to that compulsion. I knew I shouldn't have done that safety behavior. And I'm like, oh, yeah. but is that really a healthy or realistic expectation to say that when you're experiencing really intense panic and and you give yourself the chance, right, of trying to respond to it in a healthy way, trying to, you know, just let it be there and not do anything about it. But like, is it really a healthy, realistic expectation to say, I'm not going to do anything to make myself feel better after I've like tried to allow it and I've done my best, but it's like, it's not going away and it's getting worse. So, you know, she was really hard on herself and I was just like, I, I understand, but I don't think that you need to beat yourself up because one, you got in the car, you you face something that you knew was going to be really uncomfortable and really anxiety producing. You practiced exactly what is the the healthy response of like, I'm going to try to just let it be here and I'm going to try to not do anything about it. And, you know, you did 
like, you know, quote all the right things. I hate saying that because it's not really about (laughs) right or wrong, but you did all the healthy things. But ultimately you came to this, I've got to call my sister. I I need some support. And that's okay. Like that's not the end of the world. And I think it's just so hard because a lot of the messaging that's out there can make it seem very black and white or right and wrong of like, you can't give in to a safety behavior. You can't do a compulsion. It's like, but is that really realistic? Is that always going to be realistic? You know, I can tell you very vulnerably, like when I had my first panic attack that I've had since I've been recovered. So I've had one panic attack in the past seven years and it was intense. It was, you know, I don't want to say it was 10 out of 10 because I feel like that's sort of what we're all inclined to do. Like (laughs) it was 10 out of 10. (laughs) It felt like it. It was probably like an eight eight out of a 10. But it was really, it was really horrible. And I did some things that I didn't think that I would do. You know, I literally woke my husband up. It was the middle of the night. It was quiet. And I was like, I can totally handle this. I'm like, I can work through this. I know what this is. And it was like, Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> and I went in and I woke Adam up and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a yeah. lot of people would see that as being the quote wrong thing to do or like I shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that. But I haven't had a panic attack since, you know, and so many times I did end up when I was struggling, I did call Adam. I did call my mom. I did, you know, give in to a safety behavior Mm -hmm. and it was okay. It didn't mean that like I wasn't healing or that I wasn't recovering or that I wouldn't recover. Like it doesn't mean any of that. So, you know, I just encourage, I think when you're experiencing really intense panic, don't have these outlandish unrealistic expectations of yourself that like you have to just get through it. You can't do a safety behavior. You can't, you you know, it's got to look the right way. No, it just, you've got to support yourself, be gentle with yourself, try to work through it the best you can in the healthiest ways. But like, if it doesn't look, you know, how traditionally people tell you, <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, totally. And I think that's something, you know, you really preach to your community and it's so valuable just like that idea of like just being kind to yourself in these moments because ultimately I think that's one of the biggest components of like recovery is just learning to slow down and recognize like you just can't get everything perfect especially with something as messy and uncomfortable as a panic attack like you're not gonna sit there and like just everything's gonna go exactly how you want to every time you know And just learning to kind of embrace that. It's tough, but it's so important. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I think like you were, you know, alluding to it's like you got to let yourself be human. And these Mm -hmm. moments are going to knock anyone off their game. Like, you know, like it did for me, right? Somebody who is super experienced, seasoned with panic attacks and like recovery, Mm -hmm. it threw me off. Totally. But like, I had to just let myself be human. It looked how it looked and it was okay. And like, guess what? Meant nothing. I didn't let it mean anything. So it's really important, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of throw the rules out the window. You want to like respond in a healthy way, but it doesn't have to look a certain way at at all. Yeah, totally. I love how you said that too. Like it doesn't have to mean anything because I feel like in the beginning, it means like everything right like it's all it is like why did this happen why did it happen here and it's like I remember hearing people say you know like you're you have to get to this point where it doesn't mean anything I was like right what like what do you mean like like, do you know what this feels like and it's just weird to be like at that point where you're just like I don't know just whatever 
So that's so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that you don't care, right? It's not that you don't care when it happens. It's not that you're not scared. Those things can totally and will totally be present. But it's more like, okay, it happened and it it doesn't equal failure. It doesn't mean I'm not healing. It doesn't mean a dang thing. Like, move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Totally. Exactly. Just not like reading into it. It's so wild. (laughs) Yeah. So – My goodness. I've loved this. These questions are so good, like so good. And I just want to encourage again, like if you have a question, I would love for you to just, you can DM me. You, you know, I really encourage get on my email list because that is the best way. Like I get emails with questions. I get questions from my students and those are questions that I really prioritize and will bring to the podcast. So we'll see. I mean, I imagine that people are going to really enjoy these Q&A episodes and we will definitely be doing more of them and we'll pick topics. And this won't be the last time we talk about panic attacks because <laughs> I have okay. we have lots of questions on panic attacks. Um, but we'll just choose a different topic and we'll, we'll talk about some questions. And Annie, I just – like appreciate you so much and I'm very proud of you on so many levels you know that but like for coming on and doing this with me and for sharing your face and knew who you are with the community I am just so happy for people to start to get to know you too well thank you so much for having me seriously because this whole community has been such a huge part and just me even being in the place where I'm able to be here so I'm so grateful and just excited future episodes and all the fun stuff. (laughs) Oh, I love it. All right, my friends, you know what I'm going to say. Until next time, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at a healthy push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.